the Emerging Fellows Program, the firm's consulting Emerging Fellows Program, is certainly not a group that should be at the bottom. It's quite an important program that we have. The Emerging Fellows Program is something that we decided as firms consulting partners we would initiate and the program operates as follows. It comes about through the circumstances of Sanda. You can listen to her own story. She was what we would call an emerging fellow, although at the time we didn't even have a name for this program, right? So Sanda, you can listen to her stories. So I'm not going to go through all of the details, but basically, you know, grew up very poor. I didn't have a father, you know, living on an income of something like, I think, less than $100, $150 a month. Um, but a, 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 a client, well, before she was a client, someone who I think... When you when you speak to this young woman, when you listen to her, and you think very carefully, you realize that take her out of where she is now, put her on the right path, give her the right tools, give her the right mentoring, and put her in the right business school, and she would be better than anyone else you've seen before. So it's about, when you meet these clients, it's about closing your eyes and thinking, change their context. And what do you get? And what you get is a future McKinsey consultant. Now, what we do here is that we work through our network of past and former fellows. Well, actually, that's the same thing. I would rather say former and present fellows who feed us candidates that they think fit our criteria. We're looking for people that have exceptional backgrounds, right? But they are born into circumstances that they cannot break free of. Or maybe they could with a lot of hard work and pain and sweat. But we're trying to, you know, make it easier for them to break out of it. But we are looking for people that, you know, usually have no parents or one parent. Parents not working. Generally no money to buy laptops or anything. You know, they really are struggling. Second... They are not living in countries whereby, you know, where the definition of of poor is you only have one car in your driveway. We're looking at people in countries like Bangladesh, Pakistan, Nigeria, parts of South Africa, Brazil, um, Nepal, Bhutan, Vietnam, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Mongolia, parts of Russia. People who have very little going for them. But we know that they have the ability, and we need to basically build the road for them to to you know propel the ability. So, the program works in the following way: each intake of coaches, we will try to find one person who will be a fellow. A fellow does not pay for the program; their fellowship covers all of the costs, all of the time with the coaches, and we usually spend much more time with them than with our typical client. Because we've got to groom them, we've got to train them, we've got to teach them. We have to show them what is possible, show them what is possible for them, right? The coach works with them over a space of, could be any period, six months sometimes, sometimes a year, sometimes two years. In some clients' cases, we will help them with their undergraduate degree. And all of their undergraduate degrees are from schools you've never, ever heard of. It's not like, you know, they went to... I don't know, Carnegie Mellon, but they just came from a poor background. No, some of them have never been, been on a plane before, right? In fact, I think most of them have never been on a plane before, if not all of them. So you've got to train them, groom them, teach them, introduce them to business, guide them, teach them how executives think. 
Some of them will place them with their undergraduate degree into McKinsey and BCG. Others, we will place them into a hedge fund, into a bank, prep them for their MBA, get them into the MBA programs, right? Obviously, American uh, MBA programs play quite large um, uh, scholarship tuition, so it can be mostly a free ride with a few loans. And we're still guiding them. And then once they get close to graduating from the MBA program, we place them into consulting firms. Now, why, why do we do this, right? Why do we go through all this trouble of finding people that we, sh we don't have to do it? The reason I do it is very simple, because I don't think that the best business thinkers and the most ethical business thinkers come from the usual watering grounds of the Harvard Square and the Oxford Squares, or they necessarily live the typical life. So, you know, a lot of organizations talk about how they are trying to find individuals who are exceptional. But to be honest, they go look for they go look for exceptional or individuals in exceptional places. You're bound to find them. Those people were going to do well anyway. And you know, someone who struggled and made their way to Stanford or Harvard or Wharton or whatever the school is, right? HEC or whatever it is. I mean, take you can take their hats off to them. They've achieved a lot, but they're going to be successful anyway. They made it. They may not going to be as successful as being the managing partner of McKinsey, Dominic Barton, but they're going to be successful. So I don't think us getting involved there is going to change the trajectory of their lives that much. It's probably going to make them much better, but they're going to be fine anyway. We are looking for people that I think those really unusual outliers that amongst everything that's happening they kind of sparkle and you know you just need to guide them, you just got to push them a little bit now our job is to give them is to, is to help them clear our job in simple military terms is to provide air cover for them they'll tell us what they want to do in some cases we tell them what they should do because we think they don't have enough confidence to reach for the stars and we provide the air cover for them if they need to do something we'll check it we'll vet it we'll tell them what to say we'll tell them how to say it we'll guide them through the process when they get to the mckinsey and bcg interviews we'll guide them prepare them for the interviews tell you know if they need to meet a partner for dinner we'll prep them for that tell them what they need to do make them go check the restaurant beforehand and so on all kinds of things our job provide air cover and get them to their goal right and our philosophy is here is that this is how we can institute change in the world these people and they are exceptional are steeped in the firm's consulting value system which is ethics first and foremost you live and die by your ethics right it is far better to walk away from some money than to take it and have crossed the line on your ethics. So they, they understand our value system. They see us, they see it in action. The only thing I've ever asked from any of these candidates is that when I go to their countries, I want them to take me for beer, and they can buy me the cheapest beer, but they want them to take me for a beer, right? And there was one lady who was telling me, Michael, are you sure that it's just one beer? Because I'm not sure I could afford more than that. I don't think she was actually kidding. I think she was very serious about that. The, but the point is, that's the way we want to impact change because these fellow grad the fellows who graduate from the program then there's an expectation that they will nominate other fellows those fellows will nominate other fellows it's a small program it's not like we've had lots of these people but we have enough to see that it works now the one thing that i find quite unusual about this group is that they have one of the highest placement rates in the entire program it really baffles me how they do so well they're the kind of group that they watch the videos and they ex they squeeze out every bit of knowledge from those videos and they deploy it in the training program. I've never seen anyone do that. You know, we've given other candidates access to the videos. 
but some cats get out maybe five percent of what these people are getting out. They just they, they they take it and they squeeze out everything from it, right? The other thing to remember about this group is English is usually not their first language. Some of them start learning English and then contact us. Others have learned English two years ago, but none of them grew up learning English, and English is definitely not their first language. So we definitely guide them in their thinking and their communication and so on. So the Fellows Program is a very important um, program for firms consulting. Every fellow reports to me directly. Uh, I drive the Fellows Program forward. For me, personally, it's something that I want to be involved in. I'm not doing it because, you know, firms consulting wants to advertise their profiles and talk about the good things we do to save the environment and so we don't care about that. Our job is to create the next generation of management leaders and the next generation of the world will be seeded in the emerging markets and we believe the right kind of people need to be there and it takes time to develop them, years, 15 years, 20 years and we're willing to make that investment today. And we've had great success. So when you say the placement rate here is 75%, we are talking about McKinsey, Bain, and BCG. We're not talking that they just got any job and they should be grateful for that. No, we're talking about the most elite firms here. And some of them have gotten into McKinsey, left and going to their MBAs, and will probably return. I mean, some will return, others will go on. The point is they are steeped in firms' consulting values. They understand the concept of values-based leadership first amongst all else and they will take that philosophy with them wherever they go wherever they work whichever fellows they then refer to us they will only refer to people that they know will have the same value system because they are judged based on the people they refer to us as well and sometimes I'll call up a fellow and say you referred this person to me I don't think they made a lot of sense they they're good but I, I feel they are not ready for this or they I don't feel their value system is right. So, you know, that's one thing that distinguishes this program is the fact that I do feed back to the fellows in terms of how they are doing with referrals and so on. And there's no, you know, a financial incentive here to refer anyone to us because we bear the cost for this. There's no referral fee. It's all about making an impact. And believe me, when you're you know, living in Dhaka, Bangladesh, and you're like the only one in your entire province that made it into McKinsey, and the first person probably in your country that made it into McKinsey, you have a burning desire to do something for your country and allow other people to take your same path. Because only when you have a collective of like-minded individuals can you institute change in that country. And, and I play a very active role in making sure that the fellows have direct access to the other senior partners in firms consulting and you know they need help we're on call and we can help them and it's really funny how some of these calls go whereby you know you try to call some of these people they don't have laptops and you've got to help them buy a laptop and so on but the point is that's how change comes about it's not about it's got to start at grassroots levels you've got to show people the values you want them to exhibit and they will exhibit it as well because it's the only thing they've seen from professionals. So we kind of catch them at a young age when they are still, what's the word I'm looking for, malleable in understanding what business is about and pushing them through. And if someone steps out of line, I'll tell them they step out of line. I remember we have a fellow who's now doing her MBA at Duke and she sent me a something that I thought was copyright infringing. I said, look, you can't do things like this. 99%, in fact, everyone in your class is doing it, but you need to stand above the crowd. That's what having values is all about. And that's the other thing about the program. We bring them in. It's not that we love them and we'll, you know, we're nice to them. No. We bring them into the program, but they must at all times live the values we have every day. And I think that's one of the reasons people want to be in this program, because we don't lower our standards. We push. If someone, I think, is you know shirking around and they're not doing as well, I want them to improve. I remember that we had a candidate at Oxford, 
and he got in first one i think from his entire village or something like that to go to university and he going to oxford to do his mba and i asked for a copy of his grades um and i wasn't particularly happy with some of his grades because i think he could have done better and i told him look one shot one chance make it count all right so we 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 encourage but we push people as well the fellows are very important to us they are our ambassadors they sign the same non-disclosure agreements whereby they cannot mention that they've worked with us we don't mention we've worked with them but no matter where they go they have to maintain our values at the highest possible level so i'm very proud of our fellows i think they do an amazing job i think they can do more and i constantly push them to do more i constantly insist that they can do more uh, you know, and I pushed their dreams. I remember one lady was telling me that she wants to be mayor of her town. I said, but why wait 15 years? Why don't you do your MBA, go back and run for mayor? Why wait? You know, so it's about getting them to, I think one of the interesting things about the fellows is that they're very good. I mean, 75% placement is not a joke. Of course, it's a much smaller number. It's about seven people or eight people or something like that. But they are the kind of people, because they've had so little they have nothing to lose. And when you have nothing to lose, they can take on the biggest, baddest challenges in their home countries. And that's what we push them to do. Execute change. At, you know, I don't like the word grassroots levels. I sound like a you know, social coordinator. But at the level of governance that counts. You know, when you when you come from a wealthy family, your father's name is in the newspaper, you're unwilling to take big risks because there's a lot on the line. But when you have nothing on the line and you're basically creating a line for yourself and generations to come, you are willing to do things to build that line. So if you are listening to this and you think you would be a um, good candidate for the Fellows Program, I must be honest, we don't take, I've never taken, except for the first candidate, first two candidates, we've, well, actually first three candidates, we've never taken Fellows that were not referred to us from other Fellows. But if you are listening to this and you think you're exceptional, I mean, you have to be truly exceptional. Not like, oh, Michael, I have a 3.5 GPA, and if I only had more time, I could do better in my class. No, you have to be amongst the best. You have to be the best in your school. You have to be a savant, right, who's just living in a bad part of the world. No excuses. It's tough to get into this program because of what is committed. All of the senior partners here commit time. We all make time. I call up these uh, fellows all the time and you know ask them, how are you doing? What can we do to help you? How is your studies going? What are things like at McKinsey? So the amount of, of investment we make into the fellows is significant. And I can tell you right now that if you're thinking about applying to this, you got to have all your ducks in a row. You have to be truly exceptional. If you ever have to start off your email telling me, ex explaining why you have failed somewhere, then you're not the right person for this. I want to see success in everything you've attempted, even if it was not the best thing. I mean, you could have gone to like the worst school in your country. School ranked 11th in a country that doesn't even have an accredited higher education system. I'm fine with it. You cannot be held accountable for your you know, economic circumstances. But if you went to that school, I want to see you finished in the top three in that class. Truly exceptional, right? That's what we are looking for. And then we will guide you through the program.